Oh, yeah. What a, what a song. What a great song. How, how, how fitting, you know, for, for the nobility, for the nobility that I, that I display upon, uh, pop culture. But anyway, everybody, how's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Eric Zant and you are in the A to Z program. And tonight you have a, a really big treat for you. I have as a special guest tonight on the A to Z program, a man who is very dear to me, very close to me. I consider him family. I consider him a brother. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I give to you, Mr. Joel Deckert. Joel. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, man? All right, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, like we were talking uh, backstage before, uh, you know, a little, it's a little, the weather's a little, uh, a little weird this year. It's uh, not as warm as it's been. And, you know, it's been kind of rainy and, and, and shitty. So we've been dealing with that. But, you know, other than that, I guess, you know, life, life's going, life's going the way it goes, you know? Yeah. But uh, so what's going on down in, uh, down in uh, the center of Pennsylvania, man? How's things going? But despite uh, everything that's been going on in the world, how's everything down there as far as like COVID and, and restrictions and stuff? They're starting to lift them slowly. Um, it, it's yeah. Things are starting to open back up little by little. Cool. Do you find uh, do you find that a lot of people? Uh, I mean, I everybody's ready for this to reopen. Everybody's ready to go full bore. Um, do you find a lot of people getting frustrated? Uh, maybe like just going in places without their masks and like oh, yeah. being like enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that. I, you know, and when, when this all began, I kind of was asking myself, you know, how, how long until, yeah, how long will the people deal with it? Yeah. And you're, yeah, you're starting to see that. Um, as far as I know, um, up here in New York, they're saying like the 31st, we're going to be like, uh, like 60 or 75% capacity. And then by July, um, I know New York City is going to open fully, and I believe Upstate's going to open fully. They're they're going to, and it's it's all depending on like your vaccinations and and all that stuff. And but it's uh it's uh it's it's pretty cool because it shows kind of. Well, I ask you, Joel. Um, you know, I, and not to put you on the spot, but like, how do you feel about the vaccine and and what it's doing? Do you? Because I'm starting to see some positive things. Obviously, the, our numbers are going down because everybody's being a little more aware. Everybody's getting vaccinated. Do you? Do you? Uh, are you on board with that? Well, I questioned it at first. Um, they come up with this vaccine and then they whipped it up pretty. <laughs> wondering, it's awful new. But yeah, uh, you know a lot of people who've been getting it. Uh, I haven't really heard any real horror stories about it. Um, some people have, that I know have got it have had some reaction. Uh, but overall, it, it seems to me like a positive thing. I, I I do know some people who refuse, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten it yet, but, but I'm not refusing. I mean, I just figured there's people in line ahead of me. Right, right. You you're gonna wait till you're you feel it's right for you to do it, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 
workers, your nurses, your cops, and firefighters, and first responders. Make sure those people get taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel that way too. I was I actually got offered it um in February because I work in and with the public. I work in retail and right. I face I face everybody, you know, 24/7 all the time. In fact, I was in the beginning I had people. I mean, I've had people who've had COVID come in, you know, not knowing they had it then had it. I've delivered groceries to people with COVID, you know, and um they actually told us they're like, you know, you guys need to get this done now. So because we've had a lot of people out with it too, like half of our uh the people that worked uh, for us, uh, they mostly like maybe me and like three other people that haven't had it, you know? So we were lucky, but I was lucky to get it. I got the Pfizer one and I didn't have any, I was lucky. I didn't have any reaction to it. So it, uh, it, it worked pretty good for me, but, um, but anyway, yeah, so that's what's, uh, that, that's, that's the deal with that. So things are, uh, I guess you could say basically the same up here as it is down by you. Pretty much. We, we don't really live in like, uh, we, we're, we're, we're not in like a, like a high metro area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's a little easier. Do you, do you find it's a little easier to get around and do things like it, that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I am east of Harrisburg, about 45 minutes, uh, mm. west of Philadelphia, about an hour and a half. So let's, I'm close to, I'm close to some cities, but not real close. Not real close. That's cool. Well, Joel, I uh, I talked you up, and I didn't really talk you up. Everything I said was true. Um, when I did the promo for the show, you are uh, you are a wrestler, and we have wrestled together. Mm-hmm. You are a a very very uh, well knowledge and well trained and extremely well versed martial artist. And you're also a lot of people. I I don't think we mentioned this during the when you were on the Just Too Sweet show. You're also an accomplished powerlifter. I uh, yeah, that was well, age and injury kind of took the powerlifting away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, yeah, yeah. In, in my younger life, I was so <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. No, that that's that's amazing because you know. Um, I, that was one of the things I, uh, that first, uh, clicked with you and I, because as you knew, I, I was, I was a gym rat. I like to keep in shape. And, uh, and like when I saw you and Zoltan, like, I remember my tryout. Um, I remember you and Zoltan were over there, uh, working out and you guys had like this freaking ridiculous amount of weight on the bar. You guys were bench pressing. I remember the first thing you did after I, I did a couple, I was doing the run around the turnbuckles or the, or the post doing the pushups. Right. I remember I got done doing that and I'm like, I'm like dead. <laughs> and you got up off the bench after bench pressing something like 400 and some pounds. You guys were making it look like it, it was like nothing. It, it was literally like, I'm watching you guys do this. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like you're throwing pillows off your chest. I'm like going, I'm, I'm in fucking big trouble. I, <laughs> what am I doing here? You know, because I was, I'm not a small person, but I'm not like a big, big guy. I'm, I'm what you call, I guess, what would you call me? Like a, a slender, muscular guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was 235, you know, pounds. And I, I'm in here, I'm in this gym, you know, as back when we were in Allentown. And I'm in this gym and with these monsters. I mean, of course, you had all the Samoans, had yeah. you guys. And I'm like going, 
I, I'm going to die. Like, these guys are going to, like, tear my arm off and, like, barbecue it. But I, I couldn't have had a bunch of sweeter people. It was, it was what a great experience. And that, but that was our first thing. And I remember somebody said, hey, he kind of looks like a cross between Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And you got off the bench, and you're like, you looked at the person that said that, and you looked at me, you're like, well, that's not a bad thing. And I was like, wow, man. I was like, I'm going to like this guy. And then we just remember, I remember we just hit it off like that. I think we talked for like an hour. And then mm -hmm. just we just got to know each other through the years so well. But uh, that was one of my fondest uh, memories of you, um, our first our first, uh, our first, first meeting there. Uh, we got some people already, Joel, uh, tuning in. We got Sam. What's going on, Sam? Oh, good to see you. And, of course, Steph, uh, my friend Steph, she says, well, nobody's as old as Eric, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that goes without saying and the boss the boss popping in yo boss what's up how we doing steve uh farachi uh you probably heard before when you're on before joel steve uh is the boss of pop culture he is pop culture pros he <laughs> is the one that founded the network and and uh he's the one that is uh responsible for uh me and all of us having our shows he chose us to do this he had us on uh make up our shows and uh he's he's responsible for it and i'm i'm putting him over and he's throwing me under the goddamn bus you know like it, steph's got a point and so that's how it goes here but joel before we get into uh shooting the shit and getting getting in deep here what i did is for the top 10 tonight um uh, oh here we go there's some love for you joel joel we appreciate you coming back on the network we do we all do uh everybody real quick joel Everybody was looking forward to this because uh, you uh, you really made an impact the last time you were on the wrestling show. Uh, we we were kind of crunched for time, and we were really we were really jiving and rolling with uh, with our convos and everybody. I mean, that was one of our best uh, one of our best shows. I wanted to tell you that, and I had so much feedback after that uh, questions, um, you know, uh, points that you made, and everybody seriously really loved it. So it's. Like I said, you're uh, you were anticipated coming back, and this is great. So I'm really happy that you're here. But um, but the and of course, you know, as the running gag goes here, this show is going to be canceled before it's over. Of course, it's always that's the boss is always. I get canceled every week, Joel. That's that's just what how this goes. I get canceled every single week. But anyway, Joel, for the top ten tonight, um, since you and I are uh, mainly you, but you inspired me to to lift heavier and go harder. I, and we've, and you and I have had countless and hour long hours and hours. I mean, of talks about the strongest men in history, strong men in general, guys who are strong. And I, uh, I found a list of about the best list I, for me that I could find about the strongest men in, in, in history, the top 10 strongest men around. And these are obviously guys that have passed away and some of them are still with us. Mm -hmm. But um, we're going to I'm going to go through this. We're going to go uh, 10 to one. And I didn't I didn't fudge this and and rework it like I, I usually do. I kind of left it because this doesn't really need to be in any typical order, because every single one of these guys have contributed, uh, have done some outstanding and amazing lifts and done some ridiculous um um, feats of strength, and I and I, and I know you're going to agree. But what we, what we'll do is I'll go through uh, from bottom to top, and we'll talk a little bit about what we know and how we feel about some of these guys. What do you think? All right, sound good. Yeah. Sound good. Oh, hey, Timmy's here. Timmy's welcome back, Joel. Tim was uh, the other co-host of the wrestling show you were on. He remembers. See, we're getting we're uh, we're uh, we're we're rolling now, buddy. So here we go. So 
this is everybody, and you know what? Let, let's let's make it official. Let, let let's put the let's put the banner up. Here's here's AZ's top ten list. So we're gonna go through the top ten list right now. Now everybody, this is the top ten strongest men ever. Okay. So if you agree, if you disagree, let us know. Uh, Joel and I are gonna jive a little bit on this. So let's go. So uh, number ten, Joel, we have Jeff Capes. Now, for those people that are unfamiliar with let's say strength sports and if you are familiar uh jeff capes is actually a very important figure in strength sports i i feel he is a gigantic british guy uh known for throwing probably the cabers and i think what did he throw hammers too Mm -hmm. he did uh what, what what's your impression of jeff capes joel as as a guy who actually i never competed or did many of these these uh these lifts that these strongmen do but you have so tell me what your impression of jeff capes is real quick well how do you feel about him he strikes me as uh, a real gentleman uh, Agreed. someone who was a, a really good representative of his sport yeah and from what i know of him now he gives a lot of his time the young people right you know yeah oh yeah and do do you feel i mean he's well deserved to be on the list of a top 10 strongest yeah. man is he not yeah. yeah oh yeah absolutely i remember and we'll probably talk about this a little bit do you remember the year it was 87 they didn't have a world strongest man but they put that event together called pure pure strength in scotland right it was it was kaz capes and uh sigmerson Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, as, as everybody knows, John Paul ran away with it, right? But, but capes, I mean, these you're talking like, well, let, let's expound a little bit on this. Cause we're going to get into Kazmaier. We're going to get into Sigmerson, but Kate, and you know, while we're talking about case, but th- do you think at that era, uh, when this was going on, let's say from 1980 to 1990, were there three stronger men than these three? No, uh, no. I mean, it was pretty much all about those. So, I mean, my God, yeah. Kaz and Sigmerson are legends now. I, they they were making, as I recall, I was reading the bodybuilding magazines constantly back, and then they were getting press in, in the bodybuilding magazines. I mean, yeah, they were really bringing strongman into uh, to into to the light. You know. Oh yeah. And, and they, you know, they started that because, um, you know, strong men are a little bit somber, a little bit more reserved of an athlete than, say, like a ball, a baseball player, football player. But like, especially with Sigmerson, which we'll get into, they kind of like they started getting uh, their personalities started to show more. And do you, do you think that had a little bit to do with because um, these three guys not only were super strong, but they were. They really were like 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 exuberant personalities. I mean, like they, they made you like watch and look, and it's like, oh my god, like it, it was amazing. Yeah, you didn't. I mean, Don Ryan Hout and you know those guys. They they weren't screaming into the camera. <laughs> no, no, or Bruce Wilhelm. They just kind of lifted, walked away. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, Kazmaier would like have that look in his eyes and freak out. And of course, everybody knows Sigmerson was just the he was a class in his own. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but. Yeah. Ka- but Capes, um, I always liked Capes because he was a great 
big guy. I mean, he was just a mountain of a man. Yeah, he and he did. And you just knew by looking at this guy's hands, his wrists. You yep. always made a point of, you know, of, of the joints on people, um, the real strong guys on their and their joints. Like, yep. like you always told me, I always be because I had smaller joints, my muscles appeared bigger because packing muscle on smaller joints yep. gave the impression of 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 bigger muscle. Not that I was small in any means, but I would I I wasn't I didn't have the body weight and I wasn't as big as say you were. You know what I mean? Like although like they would say like well Eric's a little smaller than Joel and in reality you outweighed me by 80 90 pounds, maybe 100 at, at some point, you know. And but because of the okay, so like say like a Hulk Hogan and a John Stud. I mean Hogan was probably 280 300 and Stud was probably 380. But Hogan yeah. appeared bigger because he had probably a little bit smaller joints and bigger and and more uh and the muscle was on those joints appears appears to be bigger you turned me on to that you remember that mm -hmm. yep i do remember having a conversation with you yep because and like i said i don't have a super i'm not a small person like i said i don't have super small joints but i'm not a i'm not a big big man i am not like a i'm not like a bear you know what i mean right. and what i'm and where i'm segueing this is capes just has these like you can see his and his elbows and his wrists. So he has these enormous joints, and it just looks like he could just crush things. You, you do you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sports like pro wrestling when we were involved in and strong man. They they let you know right away how big you're not. Yeah. Yes. You know some <laughs> of these guys. <laughs> <clears throat> I can I can remember wrestling you and Chris, um, uh, separate times, but like you know I'm in the ring with you guys and you know I, like I said I was a big strong kid but like you guys were handling me like a 235 240 pound dude and I'm taller I was six three so it was spread out a little more you know but like when you guys would grab me like I got the oh fuck. Like when, when you grab me, it's like, oh shit, you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess there's nothing I'm going to do to them. That's going to hurt them any more than whatever, because my God, it felt like it, what it felt like was like when you have like, like a, like a vice and like, and, and it like locks, locks you in or something. It's like, that's what it felt like when you guys are grabbing. Cause I mean, it was like, that was real. I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm screwed now. Wherever they send me, I'm going because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna resist. I can't, but it was a lot of fun. What you guys did is is kind of make me stronger made me aware more of how to use my muscles as as opposed to just like trying to just you know bull everything like you 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 really turned me on to how to use every bit of my muscles and I, that that's something i've always appreciated but um anyway enough about me and all that bullshit let's go to number nine uh number nine on here is mark henry now Mark Henry's interesting because he's not just a pro wrestler. Mark Henry's a legit strongman. He believe he was the first Arnold Classic winner, right? Was. Now, what what are your thoughts? Let let's let's put the wrestling aside for Mark Henry. How do you feel about him as a strongman? Mark Mark is one of my all time heroes, like one of my idols. We were we we're about the same age, and when I oh we are, yeah, when I was a teenager competing. I would read Powerlifting USA every month religiously, cover to cover. 
Oh, wow. Was, Mark was always listed in that magazine. Was he really? Yeah, and the numbers he was pushing around were just unreal. He was so big and so strong. It would have been my dream to have competed with him, even though I'd have got my ass beat. <laughs> I <don't> care. <laughs> it's been of honor just to you know, be on the same platform. Uh, and he did everything a strength athlete could do in his time. He was a, he, he was an Olympic weightlifter. He was a oh. power lifter. He was a champion strongman. Uh, had a tremendous career in WWE. I mean, my God, what what more do you want? The, the man's done it all and done it spectacular. You know. Yeah, and and like you said, he's his his credentials in strength sports is legit. Like, yeah. there's no you're you're not there's no disputing how how powerful this man is. No. He is he is absolutely powerful. He's phenomenal. I mean, oh. Yeah. I mean, Terry Todd, he got Terry Todd's attention. Yeah. One of the top world. I mean, right there. What does that tell you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, 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 and Mark is, like I said, he's a big old guy. He's probably five eleven, six feet, you know, big, tall guy, but he is just built like a tank. I yeah. mean, if he had a turret on his back, he would look like a tank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, it's amazing. His, his thickness is unbelievable. You know. Unbelievable, and I've seen some of these lifts he does, and it's just like he just looks at it, and it, and it's like he's like the weight or the object is almost scared that he's going to grab it. Yeah. I mean, he he is that powerful. Um, I, I watched him lift before and think, my God, he must think the whole world's made of cardboard, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it seems like because he's he's just unbelievably strong. Yeah. And his, and his claim now he's claim now we all know you know real quick we all know that a lot of these guys have have used performance enhancing drugs you know it's common in strength sports it's common in bodybuilding it's common in wrestling and all sports whatever Mark ha has a claim that he has always been natural now if anyone else were to I don't want to say anyone else but I would say if ninety eight percent of the strength athletes told me that I would disagree but when Mark says it. I, I I have a tendency to think that he is just a raw bone strong man. Yeah. Do you believe? Yeah. I I mean, my God, look at it. It looks like he was put on earth to lift heavy. Yeah. I agree 100%. And I, I, I think his claims are true. I, I honestly think he is he's probably natural. And that's scary because can you imagine what it would have been like had he I, – I, I hesitate to use dabble. But even did a cycle or two. I mean, he would have been un. It would have been unbelievable how strong he would have been. Right. You know. Yeah. Truly, truly gifted. Absolutely gifted. I I agree with that a hundred percent. Mark Henry, and he's a very humble man. Very humble. Very down to earth. Very wonderful guy to talk to. Um, have you ever had a chance to meet him or anything? No. And and you know what? He's one of the. There aren't many that that that, that I wish that I would have. Yeah, but but he's definitely one of them. Yeah, it, it would have it truly would have been an honor. Absolutely, I, I agree with that. I still would love to meet him. Um, mm -hmm. I hope to someday. But uh, moving on, where uh, Henry was number nine. Now here we go, Joel. We're gonna probably talk about this guy a lot because he's probably my favorite strength athlete. I I have uh, his his saying 
tattooed on my on my arm uh and i it's an old norse and icelandic and uh he's uh if if you're into strength sports and you don't know who this man is then you really aren't truly into strength sports and that's john paul sigmerson who we talked about earlier now i happen to my my i'll tell say real quick he's absolutely my favorite strength athlete and i truly believe he is one of the strongest men of all time um, some of the, some of the some of the lifts he did were ridiculous, and the stamina that he had doing. I mean, he was carrying ridiculous amounts of weight, or lifting them and running and doing all this. He was just he, he was he was an absolute freak. What do you, what do you think about John Paul? Oh yeah, I he was all he was he was almost like what the Ultimate Warrior was to professional wrestling. I mean he. He would come out there, and uh, he just had a charisma that drew you to him. Mm -hmm. And he would put himself in such a state of mind. He just, I just so loved watching him. Yeah, you know, it, it was so much fun. And you know, and you would think probably like me. I'll ask you this: like when you saw this guy come out, he would come out, and he would just be. And he was also let let's let's not forget. I believe he had a black belt in. It was a judo i don't know i'm not i've never heard that i don't think i i believe he had a black belt in either judo or taekwondo or it might have even been like um just a a basic form of karate right. but I, I know he had a a significant training or perhaps a black belt but when this guy came out he exploded he just and like you said if, if everybody was looking this way they just turned and looked at him and they weren't his eyes weren't off of him until he was done until he let you stop looking at him. Yeah. And he, he would do a ridiculous lift, like especially the deadlift. I mean, we, Joel, was he, or was he not one of the greatest raw deadlifters of all time? Oh, absolutely. You know, no reason to be alive. If you cannot do that, <laughs> if you cannot do deadlift, that's one of the greatest things ever. I, you know, and he, and for people that don't know, uh, John Paul, during pure strength, what he did when he was, I think, on that ox cart and lifting, what was it like? Or no, it was it was just the uh, the modified bar they had. They kept adding weight to. Right. I think, he, I think he was on 1,100 pounds, and he held it. And while he was holding it, he screamed that there's no reason to be alive if you can't. Dead. Now, think about that. You're, you're deadlifting, and you're holding the weight. 1,100 pounds, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. And you have you have time like it's nothing, you know, like just like you're reading the menu at a, at a at a restaurant, like oh, you know, there's no reason to be alive if you can't do this. Then he just drops it like it's nothing. <laughs> I mean, he he just kept going and going and going. It was he, unbelievable. He had a charisma. Uh, yeah, he, he, he another guy, but he was like the first. He, he was a showman. Yeah, he he brought a showman element to. You know, he really made it a spectacle. He really did. And um, and that's not discounting, like we were saying, his lifts. I mean, his deadlifts were, were like, legendary. They were, like, almost to the point of, like, ridiculous. Uh, but he did everything well. Um, he did the log press well. He did the he did the fingers well. Early on on the Fingal Fingers, there weren't really many of them. They were still caber tossing a lot. Yep. Um uh, what was it? Another one. Um, oh, when they grab the weight and they throw it over the bar. I mean, he made that look like it was like, you know, you would like you and I would be throwing like, you know, five pounds over the thing. He It was like whatever, how much it was, 100 pounds. 
I, I can't imagine like the the ridiculous not just the four because he was a pure athlete too. He was a real, real good athlete. And that helped, I think. But he was just unbelievably strong. Like I said, he's my he's my favorite. Like I said, I tattooed his 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 saying, you know, this is no hall for John Paul, you know. I I would always look forward to uh his, their coverage of him in the muscle magazines. Yeah. You know now did he he bodybuilded too, right? In all in the off season? Yeah, he uh yeah, he was oh he always kept himself lean. That was another thing that I admired about him was the shape that he kept himself in. He looked he looked like a bodybuilder. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I could never keep myself lean like that. I always had the old tank on me. <laughs> <laughs> you I tell you what though, there was a time you were looking really like when you when you leaned down, do you remember that? Like yeah. 99, 2000, you were, I think I, we were, that was the closest we ever came in similar weight. I think you were down to like 240. I was down to about 275. Oh, it was 275. Okay. And I was, I think I was, I was 240. So we were, we were real close in, in weight there. I was kind of proud of that. I'm like, ha, I was like, if I keep going, man, I'm going to be bigger than Joel, which never <laughs> would have happened. But, um, but yeah, uh, but John Paul, um, it was it, it was just such like it was like a breath of fresh air too to see like a guy like that in strength sports bring bring that um that element to it because you know let's be let's be honest it, it needed a little bit of an excitement it needed a little bit of a push um him him and Kazmaier really did so much to advance oh. sport they really did oh. bring and Kaz, does Kaz still he still does it to this day right like yeah. Kaz is still well involved yeah. You he know, friendly little, Joel, he had a friendly little thing with Magnus for Magnuson just a little while back. I was just gonna say that. Tell me, tell tell everybody about that. Tell everybody about that little thing. I it was uh, it seemed to be a friendly little contest between the two of them, where they decided they were gonna get in there and you know carry on a little bit, and it was uh, it was really fun to watch two legends like that. Mm-hmm. What did they do? They did the, the Hercules hold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did did Vermagnuson best him in that particular I one? I don't even remember who won. <laughs> I, but it, it was just funny seeing those two older guys. I mean, and Jesus Christ, how freaking strong are they still? Oh, oh, I tell you what, they Kaz is, is a mountain still. I mean, I, yeah. They, if they, you right, go ahead. They both look fantastic. They do. Now, I got on YouTube a while back, and I, I was looking up Kaz videos and stuff. Joel, he can still roll a frying pan. Yeah. The 60-some-odd-year-old guy. Like, he can still do that. Kaz, I got to meet Kaz. Oh, uh, geez. Back in uh, the early 2000s. Really? Do you remember Brent, Big Brent? I do remember Big Brent. I took him with me. Kaz showed up down here at the local YMCA. Really? Yeah, I was training there at the time, and uh, they had bought some new equipment. And uh, really nice stuff. And the guy who sold them the equipment, whoever he was, offered to have Kaz come in. He was some friend of his. Okay. And I don't think the people who ran the Y really understood who he was. 
<laughs> but they said, well, sure. And I got wind that he was going to be there, and I really didn't believe it at first. So I called Brent. I said, hey, come up. We're going to go meet Kaz. Yeah, okay, sure we are. <laughs> no. And uh, sure enough, it was a Saturday morning. We showed up at the Y. There he was. And Kazmaier was there. Yeah, my jaw, my, my jaw hit the floor. Wow. Now what's talked to us for like 45 minutes after his after his demonstration was over. No shit. Yeah, he rolled up a frying pan like a like a newspaper. Yeah. You know. Wow. Breaking boards, stuff like that. He was curling the he had a, the new curl machine. He was curling the whole stack with one arm. <laughs> he just and his size. I mean, he was such a this is a mountain of a man. What was it? Was it ridiculous seeing how big he really was in real life? Like, like yeah. this, this human being shouldn't be like this kind yeah. of thing. Oh, Brent! Oh my God! Six ten and the better part of five hundred pounds at back then. Yeah, and he was just blown away by Katz's size as much as I was. Holy shit! That's right. Brent was a Brent was a big, big dude. Yeah, he was a mountain of a man himself. You know. Wow, I remember that. I remember that. Um, nice fella too. He was a nice fella. Yeah, I like Brent. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's John Paul. Okay. So Joel, a lot of people probably aren't as familiar with the next guy. We're going on to number, let's see, 10, nine, eight, we're on seven now. Um, what do you know about Vasil Veristuk? Not much. I remember watching him compete, mm -hmm. but I can't say I remember a whole lot about him. I don't either. And I, I don't even want to pretend I know what country he's from. I'm going to say Latvia because just by proxy, half of them are from Latvia and the other half are from Iceland. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do remember him being, being very strong and yeah. I'm not sure if he won one or not. I think he did win one. He um, won. he was always in that echelon of competitors. I remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like a Mark Felix type. I mean, even if he didn't win, you knew he was there. You knew he was there and he was a top five guy. You know, he was always a top five guy. Kind of like, uh, uh, there's a, there's a French Canadian guy that's, that was Hugo Gerard. Yep. He was a really big, strong guy. Hey, um, but this Veristook, I, like I said, I re, like you just said, I remember seeing him. He always was competing. Um, you know, that, he, that classic guys, that's where you really saw the size. Yeah. The, the sport was changing. Mm -hmm. You didn't see the Franco Columbos anymore. No. And then always no. Franco, but. No, but you're talking like guys that like well, like Wilhelm. Wilhelm was only I think five ten, yeah. six feet maybe. Wilhelm, um, was, he was a big fella, but not like the fella. Not, came, you know, I mean, you started seeing Kazmaier, and and you know, now it was now the now the real monsters are starting to show up. Oh yeah, I mean, you're talking like uh, Samuelson, Magnus Samuelson, uh, Phil Fister, the guys like that that were over six six, yeah, and and three hundred and forty pounds. I mean, these guys just—it it was amazing. Um, I mean, but yet, the what? Calm Wolf, my God, the shoulders. Are <laughs> oh my God. His shoulders were two different time zones. I swear to God. They, I mean, yeah, he he could be. I mean, if he was standing in Luxembourg, he'd be in Luxembourg, Belgium, and Germany at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous how big that guy was. These, yeah, a lot of these guys started needing their own zip codes. It, it, it was crazy, and you know, uh, 
like I said with Varys, like I don't remember him much. I I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Mm -hmm. Um, but our next guy, our next guy on the list, number six, uh, ten nine eight ten nine eight seven. I don't have him numbered, so you know th this is for comedic value. I I, I go down through because I don't remember which one is which because apparently I can't count backwards. <laughs> so uh, ten nine eight seven. So we're at six now. Okay, and uh, this guy is probably regarded as. He, he's probably, some people would say, too low on the list um, or too high, however you want to look at it. But uh, Marius Pujanowski. Uh, one now, of the time, I mean, he was an absolute animal. Oh, my God, Joel. What a beast. Was he just a freak? I he mean, this this guy just. And, and he didn't he didn't look like an out. He didn't look like an offseason bodybuilder. He looked like a bodybuilder. A he bodybuilder. Was cut. I mean, actually cut, not lean. Cut. No. It was cut. And, and he, think the freak strength that he had. Could you could you believe that that first one he won? I'm like, okay. Then he won another one. Mm -hmm. the, then he won another one. Yeah, yeah. Then he, I think he got five altogether. Yeah, and he's and he's making it look easy. I mean, he just. Yeah, it was a, it was almost a one man show there for a couple of years. Yeah. It was, and what that one time that Fister barely beat him out um, by like what two points? He beat him on the uh, on the stones, but like Pujanowski was just, it was just unbelievable watching him pick up like these three hundred pound rocks and run with them, yeah. um, grab that wheelbarrow that weighed like seven hundred pound or pull on the plane. It's just like like you just said, he made it look ridiculously easy. Yeah, yeah, he he actually in my mind, doesn't get the credit that he deserves. I agree with that, Joel. I agree with that a lot because he, like you said, number one, he looked like a bodybuilder. I mean, he could have gone from there to the, to the, um, to uh, Mr. Olympia yeah. and, and placed in the top three. I mean, he was that, he looked that good. He yeah. had a six pack, his, his quads, his delts, his biceps, Everything on that man was chiseled. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he just, uh, yeah, he was a, just a genetic wonder. Oh my God. And then I think he even went on to fight after that, didn't he? He was, a, he was, which I didn't follow his career so much in MMA. I followed no. early days. Mm -hmm. And it, it seemed to get kind of too formulaic in a way. Yeah. And too many guys the same. Mm -hmm. And to me, I kind of lost. That kind of lost my interest. I yeah, mean, all the respect in the world of those guys. They they, they work damn hard at what they do. Hundred percent. You know, if you're willing to get in a cage and you know, pretty much fight for your life, that's yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't follow his MMA career real close. But my God, what an and and it's like I from what I gather about the things I've read about him, he's like um he's like an Elvis in Poland. Like he's that popular in Poland. Oh, like I imagine, yeah. Um I, I have a lot of Polish friends up here. We we call it the Polish invasion of two thousand five because like out of nowhere uh, in Deposit New York, there was like probably ten to fifteen families with five or six people who bought homes, bought houses, bought property and lived here year round. 
and I can remember trying to like identify with them because half of them couldn't speak English and they're just, they just, they're, they're hard. Like they're like 14, 16 hour a day working guys drinking beer, but they're big, you know, big, strong guys. The only thing I could, I could relate with them. I'd say Marius Pujanowski and they'd just stop and be like, Maria, super Maria. They, they start doing all the stuff that I can't pronounce or understand. And I was finally like, can you tell me something in English? Because oh, strongest man of all time. I'm like, well, I'm not going to disagree with you. But uh, yeah, he 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 resonated that to these, you know, just the working class Polish guys. Like they knew, like he was it, like Marius, you know, he's, it was it. It was kind of cool. He was really on another level. He was, uh, he, he was to strong man with, you know, almost like Ali was to boxing. I agree. I agree. He was, he might be. He might be the greatest one. He yeah. he very well could be. He's most definitely one of the greatest ones. He's absolutely in that conversation. The, if there's three, like we'll just say right. three, you had to pick. He's he's one or two. Yeah, yeah. If if you, if, if there was ever a Mount Rushmore of strongmen, yeah. You know, whoever put up there, Mari's have to be up there. Hundred percent. That's a good way of putting it, man. I agree with that. Um. Uh, so Joel, we had some uh, some comments come in as we were uh, shooting the shit. Uh, Brain Strauss, uh, T- Takashi Toshiro did not know karate. I'm trying to remember what movie that was. Brain, uh, I'm thinking Revenge of the Nerds, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, so that's what that was. Har- Harley coming in to say hi. Well, what was that, Joel? The <laughs> okay. <I'm- laughs> did they put the jock strap over his head? Is that? I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> Uh, Harley saying hello. Hi, Harley. And Tim again, giving the yo. Uh, oh, and, and Stephanie, uh, she was, says, don't forget of, uh, about us original Polacks. So no, no, we're, dis- no, we're not disrespecting the original Polacks. That's, you know, you guys, we we, we know. That's uh, the Polish, uh, Polska pride. I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to try to pronounce anything in Polish because I can't. The warlord. Nor- Polish and he was my absolute. That's who I wanted to be when I got into pro wrestling. The warlord. Yes. <laughs> Talk about him quick. How big was that man? He said. I, I watched an interview with him lately. He said his biggest. He was a, like three forty five, three forty, three forty five. He was lean. Oh, lean, lean. Uh, what? What? I mean, when him? When him and Barbarian were the powers of pain. Barb said he weighed three nineteen, three twenty. And Warlord was like 340, 345. Oh my phenomenal, phenomenal, man. Oh, and 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 the warlord, like I said, like you said, was lean. He was muscular. Like he was big, but he was he was bigger than Dave. Was he not? He was that would have been a that would have uh, been pretty close. He was comparable. Noticeably bigger than animal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. And bigger than the barbarian, yeah. And Barb is a big dude. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the guys told me one time, barbarian had the biggest arms he'd ever seen on a man. No shit. Yeah. No, and I. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I never got to meet Barb. Did you meet him before? No. 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 One of these wrestlers that I've met and wrestled, I never got to meet Barb. Uh, 
seems to be a very nice man in the interviews that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But but um, uh, I like I said, I never got to meet him. He's uh, Tongan, like uh, like uh, like Haku. Yep. Yeah. Who's another? My God, another formidable guy, strong and and tough. Yeah. But but um, probably legit most dangerous guys ever to step between the ropes. Well, not probably. No, d- in my opinion, definitely. I, I share that opinion because I there is absolute I mean we got we got trained by Samoans so like by proxy we're we're pretty tough guys because we and I'm not trying to toot our horns but like how many guys did you you and I both see come in and come out because they just couldn't handle it like yeah. that was that was voracious training and like I said when you get beat up when you get hit by a Samoan because everybody knows Samoans don't really feel pain and and it's like when they trained you man they trained you like i i i think they had fun with me you know the, the, this this blonde haired you know, stupid kid from up north you know i was i was didn't have a tan you know what i mean it's like you know i i my eyes were so blue you know what i mean it looked like i was crying all the time and they must have had so much fun beating the living shit out of me i would have i would have liked to have fun beating me up but it, um it was an awakening when i it was, was. Because uh, here I had guys who were easily my my equal in size, mm-hmm. easily, and I weighed just 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 under four hundred pounds back th- back then. Okay, wow, three three eighty maybe three eighty five. Yet they they were nimble, they were fast, mm-hmm. and any of them could have at any time kicked me right in the head. Oh God! It, it was it was ridiculous. Their flexibility um, and, and their their quickness, how nimble they were, so unbelievable. They were all like that. All every one of them, Joel, Sam, Yoko, yeah. Sam. They all were Lloyd. You know. Yeah, Lloyd. Oh, what a what a what a beautiful person Lloyd is. We got to give a shout out to Lloyd. What a beautiful guy. I remember Lloyd kicking me. Lloyd, Lloyd planted his foot right in my chin, and next thing you know, I was through the ropes and onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I can see Lloyd doing that too. But isn't he a wonderful guy, though? Isn't he just a pleasure to like be around? Um, he was one of those guys that, looking back, I was blessed to have been able to get in the ring with him, and. Well, all those guys, the small boys. Oh, oh it, it was, it was, it was, it was such an honor, and it was so wonderful. Um, Any of those boys do a good match with a broomstick? Yeah, they could have a they could have a match with a crushed soda can, and yeah. it would still be. It was, it was, it was unbelievable how how good how good they really were. Like they were just at at their craft at wrestling. Yeah, they 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 are without a doubt on par with any any. Any worker you can name in the business, and yeah, those boys in the ring with anyone, 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 and you just, uh, it was. Go ahead. It's been a great match. Oh, a hundred percent, and it was such a pleasure to to be welcomed into that fold, and for them to like agree to train me, you, whoever. It was an honor. It was an honor. Like it was a real honor to be to be able to be. Uh, trained and like I said, be welcomed into that fold because you know if we weren't tough enough, I mean, I mean, toughness was a lot to do with it with them, you know, because if you couldn't hack it, I mean, you weren't you weren't in there, and it, it it showed a lot of what I had in me that I didn't know I had, 
So, and I probably, you feel the same way. It's like, like, wow, man, there's, there's things I'm learning about myself that, you know, I didn't know. And no, it was just a pleasure. You know, it was just a real pleasure. Um, let's get back to the, the, the list here. We're on number five. Um, I, and I, I think a deserved five, if we had to really compile the real list, uh, Eddie Hall, what do you, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on Eddie Hall? Eddie the Hall, beast. Eddie Hall is uh, my oldest son is a power lifter. Okay. And Eddie Hall's like his hero. Oh, they're cause they're about the same size. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> resembles Eddie Hall a great deal. Is this uh Mason? Yeah. Oh, I saw your pictures of him a while back. My God, he's a he's a monster. Yeah, yeah, he's a big kid. He weighs about three fifty right now. Ooh. He's well, he's like I was when I was young. He's so obsessed with numbers. Okay. You know, how much he weighs, how much he can lift, how much you know he's playing that numbers game. <laughs> Which is fun. It's fun, right? Like Absolutely. Yeah. That's 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 part of it, you know? Um but Eddie Hall, yeah, he's Eddie's a strong dude. Uh, Eddie's done some phenomenal lifts, and uh, Eddie Eddie has that attitude, mm-hmm. you know, which which I admire because I never had that kind of confidence. <laughs> I didn't either. Even wrestling, I didn't have it. Um, but no, he's a, and he's a fun guy. Uh, he's very competitive too, which is cool because uh, he brings out a lot in 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 his in his fellow competitors too. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, yeah, I enjoy watching that. It's like he dares them to do what he does, you know. Exactly. And nine times out of ten, he usually comes out on top. I mean, this guy is freakishly strong. Like, like for as massive as he is, like surprisingly nimble. He moves I agree. Well, yeah. I, I um, see that in him like you would in someone like Thor, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Like Sean Thor, they have that height. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they played basketball when they were younger and that kind of thing. Paul, Paul surprised me with his quickness. Yeah. And uh, did you ever see some of the videos like uh, that he that that show him before? He wasn't that big of a guy before. No, he, no, no. He, he was a swimmer. Um, he worked for that. Like yep. he was a swimmer when he was a kid. Really, I, I didn't know that. Competitive swimmer. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he always was muscular. Yeah, but uh, the absurd size. I mean, my God, he put size on. Oh, I mean, he, he he's like he's like a like a half gorilla. It's, yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, when when he pulled that eleven hundred pounds, my God, was he carrying mass? I know the rumor was he couldn't he couldn't put his own shoes on that he could, and I don't know if that's actual fact or just you know Facebook talk, but. I don't know, man. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. He's that massive. He is that big. Mm-hmm. They, you you know, know, three, and he didn't even look it. He was carrying that much size. It made him look like shorter. I, it did. He's say, oh, wait, six two, six three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a tall dude. He's yeah. a tall dude. But like you said, he's so big, he doesn't look that tall. And he's um, hanging out with Brian Shaw, you know. Oh, oh yeah, Shaw, and uh, who's the other uh, on that one history show? Uh, oh, uh, Bob. Robert. Yeah, Bob Oberst or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, he's another giant. It's like, oh, my God, where do these guys yeah. – what, cra- what crack in the earth did these guys crawl out of? You know, it's like yeah. unbelievable. So, Eddie's, uh, Eddie's five – Speaking of Thor, uh, Joel, Joel, uh, Thor is four. 
he's ahead of Eddie Hall on this list. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, mm. the rivalry there. Uh, and, you know, they, they tend to – I don't know if it's sports hype or if they legit don't care for one another very much, which I, it kind of bums me out because I really, really enjoy this this that particular crop of strongmen. Me too. You know. Me too. Um, do you now Thor? He was obviously he's been in the acting. He was on that show. Uh, he was on wow. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I always get in trouble because I never watched it, and I get told how good it is, and I I, I put it down all the time, just in, in joking, of course. But there's there's a certain certain lady that 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 likes Game of Thrones. That you know, I kind of uh, I'm getting the I'm getting the I'm getting a smirk right now, even though she's not looking at me. <laughs> but no, Thor. Thor is a, a big, 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 strong man. Now, uh, Joel, did you see what's going on? I believe that they're training to fight. Are they going to have a boxing match? Yeah, they're going to box each other. Now, what do you think about that? No, I'm not a fan. Me either. They're strong men. They're strong men. No. And do, I don't, do you? I don't care to watch them knock each other around. I mean, they're. They're two of my absolute favorites. I, lo- I love both those guys. And, and you know, I have no interest in watching them knock each other around, watching them try to hurt each other. No. Hope, you know, hopefully no one gets hurt. I was going to say, do you feel there's a greater risk? They're putting themselves at a greater risk for injury than they oh. normally would? Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. Uh, my My son boxed for 10 years, my oldest son. So I've seen what happens when heavyweight boxers knock each other around. Hmm. Now, now I never thought of it. Guys who have phenomenal strength. Yeah. And well, I mean, you're... yeah, I, I don't care to watch them hit each other. I don't. I just, I just hope well, it's over with, and they're both safe, and boy, and it's over. You know. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, if you, your son has done it, and your son's a big, big, strong man, like so, you and and you seeing that firsthand. Mm-hmm. That I mean, if one of these guys connects with a with a good right or an uppercut, I mean that's that's gonna do something. No matter how big you are, like that's gonna be yeah. That's 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 seriously damaging. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not a fan of them. And don't get me wrong, I love boxing as a sport. I'm I'm a big. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a boxing fan. You know. Well, me too. Me too. I, well, that's my wrestling name was uh, was Iron Jake Molson. Yeah, yeah. The Iron Moniker, as you know, as an honor to, to to Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was always my favorite boxer. Always, Me too. Always loved Mike's. First, he was a heavyweight who moved like a lightweight. He was so fast. He was he was technically oh. for for you know such a a big strong kid. And my God, he threw nuclear bombs. Do Do you feel? In my opinion, I, I'm I'm a Tyson fan. He's my favorite boxer of all time. I actually think he's probably the greatest boxer of all time. I, I I think he was pound for pound and skill level and just pure raw. I I think he's the greatest. I really really do. It wasn't a matter of winning or losing with Mike. It was a matter of surviving. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. And he wasn't. He wasn't some guy who just went in there and recklessly swung heavy hands he he was technical he knew how to fight he knew how to box i mean he did about the sweet science oh my god and it's like he 
it was almost like you knew when he, he turned that switch and it was over. Yeah. It was over. I mean, what? he literally, literally could have called that match at, at any point. He was he was uh, he was ready to do it. Yeah, when Mike went to fight, you didn't go grab a sandwich, man. Oh no no no! You were it was it was usually a, a two minutes and it was over. You know. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing to watch him. It really was. It was, wasn't it? Wasn't it fascinating to watch him every match? You know, and they as fast as they were, they were all different. You know, it, it, it's just it was amazing. But uh, yeah, when I talk about Hall and 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 uh, and uh, the mountain and the fight they're going to have, it's not like I don't appreciate boxing. I love boxing. I just have no wish to see those two knock the shit out of each other. No, no I don't either. And uh, you know, we can just only hope that it goes okay if they go through with it. And I think they probably will. Oh, I'm sure. But I'm sure there's well, there's, there's got to be some real money there. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. One hundred percent. I mean, they're, they're going to make a big, and they're probably going to get a big gate too. I mean, there's going to be people that want to watch this, you know? Yeah. But um, let's move on to number three, Joel, a man who has cropped up in this conversation a hundred times, and probably that's not even enough for the, the, the man that he is. And that's Bill Kasbeyer. Um, As you said, probably done more for strength sports than anyone mm -hmm. and still, still active. Uh, you, you told that story earlier about meeting him and stuff, which is unbelievable. I would have loved to have done that, but you know, Kaz was, and he'll tell you too, like, cause he knows how strong he is. He knows what he can do, but he is just like, he's like, he's like, like a giant maple stump that grew arms and legs yeah. And just walks around and flips things over and picks things. He's he's just unbelievably he's a phenomenal specimen of a human. Let alone being able to you know enable himself to do the lifts and 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 feats of strength that he does. And and first three time winner, right? Yeah, see the first three time winner, and, and and he won so much so fast they wouldn't allow him to compete. Remember that? Mm-hmm. But he, uh, I think his rivalry with Sig really propelled the sport forward. I think so too. I agree with that. I agree with that. They almost have the uh, Eddie Hall and uh, Thor almost have like a reminiscent. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but at least Kaz and, and John Paul were very good friends and respected yeah. one another very well. Never any I, dislike there, I don't think. No. Do you detect dislike with Eddie Hall and, and Thor? I, I kind of do. Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't want to admit it. I, I I don't care for it, but yeah, I do. I don't, I don't think they're particularly fond of each other. No, it, and it's too bad. Um, and I think Hall, Eddie Hall has that stubborn Englishman mentality. If you don't like it, I don't think he has a problem telling you how much you don't. Exactly. He exactly. You know, I, he strikes me as, you know, he, that would bother him in the least. No, he doesn't give two shits. He's nah. going to tell, tell you and walk away. And uh, which is fine. That's cool. If you, yeah. That's the way you want to be. Um, yeah. But like, like you said, it, it puts me a little off to feel that these guys, you know, because, you know, you, you don't want it kind of takes away from the healthy competition from it yeah. and the sportsmanship, you know what I mean? It's like taking a jab isn't, isn't the greatest thing, but you know what? That's, I guess that's what they're doing. Um, Joel, this is interesting. 
the number two guy on this list is one of my he might even be my second favorite uh strongman because I've been following this guy for a while now. And even before when I when I, you know, admired this guy for for this feats of strength and how absolutely strong he was, I had no idea how how ridiculously trained, strong, and committed he really is. And that's Zadruna Zavikas. Um what are your what are your thoughts uh, on Zadrunas? How, how do you where does he stack up? He's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best. Uh, he do you, do you feel he's in a league with Kaz and all them? I I think so. I do. When when you have that conversation, he has to be you know, he has to be in that conversation. Would you put him? Okay. You know what, Joel? We're he's number two on this list of you know, and this list could be thrown around, but the ten men in this list, I don't disagree. This is the ten strongest men ever. I agree with that. Um, but let okay, Zadrunas is number two. We're gonna go right to number one, and you obviously know after hearing all these guys, you you probably yourself have an idea who number one is, and that's Brian Shaw. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't have put Brian Shaw at number one. Um, I would have put him somewhere in the top five because he's absolutely phenomenally strong. Uh, he does a lot for the sport, uh, as we've talked about guys like that. And he's a, he's, he's a nice guy. Um, but you know what, Joel, we got to know right now. I want to know right now. And everybody I think wants to know. Being on the topic that we're on of strong men, you brought up earlier a Mount Rushmore of strong men. I want to hear Joel Deckert's Mount Rushmore of strong men. Go. Um, Pujanowski. Pujanowski. Shaw. Brian Shaw. Because they were like the two four-time winners. Yep. Well, uh, Marius is five, right? Yeah. So five, and Shaw's a four. Okay, so we got Shaw, Bujanovsky. Um, you'd have to put either Kaz or or John Paul up there. So you know what? We're going to do, instead of doing a four, let's do a five. All right. S- since it's fair. So do you want to put... Kaz and Sigmerson in there? Yeah, I would. Okay, so there's so we have we have Marius, we have Brian Shaw, we have Kaz, we have John Paul. Who is the fifth? Who is the fifth on the Mount Rushmore of strongmen? Who is it, Joel? Either Wilhelm or Reinhardt. Ooh. Ooh. You got to give something to the men who started it. You have to. And you know what? If if I were to pick out of Wilhelm or Reinhardt, I'm going to go with Bruce Wilhelm. Yeah. I'm going to put I'm going to put Bruce on there. What are you about you? Who are you going to go Reinhardt? Yeah. Reinhardt? Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Go with Bruce. I mean, they're they you got you have to give it to the men who like they like they they started it. You know what I mean? They Yeah. You know, they they started the path. They're the ones and, who are paving the road, you know. And this is back before there were like 
that you only had like like uh, a Europe strongest man. You didn't even have like a world strongest man. You had the regional strongmen. It was almost like wrestling back then because well, regional regionally you had these dudes that won these titles, but there wasn't really a world one, you know. No. And you know, Wilhelm and Reinhardt were just flipping cars and throwing yeah. kegs, and it's just <laughs> like. They were still trying to define what the sport was. Yeah, and it's because distance, bending steel, steel bars. You know that crazy shit. And it's like after seeing these guys do that, I think what, like you're saying, is what brought attention to like, my God, like we need to really focus on this and get this into a real competition because this is this is serious shit. And like you see a guy like Bruce Wilhelm flipping over a car or getting inside of it and picking it up and walking with it. Yeah. Or Joel, what else do they do? They pull airplanes. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. It's what they were. They were pulling. They were pulling boats at one time. Yes. I mean, yeah. They were. They were. They were the guys who were trying to define just just what the sport was going to be. And and pushing themselves month after month, week after week on these ridiculous lifts. I mean, pushing to the limit of what a strength athlete or a strong man is, and it's like. How crazy! It was like the Wild West. It was just they were just grabbing shit and either picking it up or throwing it. You know, and and you know this guy's a football player. This guy's an Olympic weightlifter. This guy's a professional wrestler. I mean, Kenny Patera was in that first one. Kenny Patera. How do we? You know what? He's got to get an honorable mention, Kenny Patera, because that guy—that's a real strong man right there. He was. He was. Yeah, he was. Uh, and there again, he. Time has kind of forgotten away. Yeah, you're right. You know, Kenny Kenny was uh, first out of 500 pounds over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, he got into wrestling and he trained under Vern Gott. <laughs> he went into Vern's camp at like 340 pounds. Oh, you know, and I could only imagine the rigors. You know, it was it was Vern and Billy Robinson. Oh my God. I mean, talk about being stretched and beat up, you know, and then they'd run them and they just, those guys from, you know, the, uh, was it Jim Brunzel? Jim Brunzel. Uh, who are we forgetting? Uh, we're forgetting. Uh, uh, Greg Gagne. Greg Gagne. Rick Flair was there. Yeah, yeah. That's where he learned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, Flair, what Flair said at one time, he wanted to quit. Vern actually went to his house and drug him out, threw him in a car. Oh my God. I never knew that. Yeah, Rick, watch Rick's interview <laughs> on the network. He said, across the face. Can you imagine grabbing Flair and paintbrushing him? Oh my God. It's Rick. But, but you know what? That's the breed of guys that were back then. I mean, yeah. these guys were fucking tough. Like Billy Robinson, he could tie you into a pretzel, man. As much as I idolized the warlord for his size and strength, I, I you know, you. Billy Robinson was a wrestling machine. Ridiculous. Almost like those guys like uh like Paul Bosch who who could just stretch you into 10 million pieces or um who's another guy that was famous for, you know, uh the the the, the real real wrestler guys, the tough guy. Um I'm forgetting a big big name here, Joel. Old grinders. Yeah. Um like uh Oh, like the Briscoes, like Jack, yeah. Jerry, Jerry Briscoe. That, that guy could kick your ass in a matter of seconds and, you know, have you – Stu Hart. 
You know what I mean? These the guys like that. Like these I, guys were just tough. I watched a match from I want to say it was the early nineties. It was Mike Rotunda working for WCW. Oh, the old NWA. So okay. In the later eighties. Uh, Mike Rotunda wrestling this big four hundred pound dude who was not cooperating. And this guy made three of Mike, and Mike just handled him. Wow. He just handled him. I mean, it wasn't a problem for him. And I mean, I knew Mike Rotunda could wrestle, but wow. That that he's that show the watching that like made you think like holy shit, like this guy's nobody to mess with. Like yeah, never thought of him as a dangerous man, but uh oh yeah. He he you know, after seeing that, yeah, yeah, he could stretch you. Now, Mike is from my area. Um, he's from Newark Valley, which is about 45 miles west of here um, by highway, probably less than an hour. He actually wrestled guys because um, they're in our they're in our uh, our class, like our class of uh, sports. So we would have sport like football, everything. He actually wrestled guys from my high school back then, you know. Oh, wow. And he went to States with a couple of guys that I knew, too, like older guys. And uh, I guess he went to Syracuse, went on to have a, a collegiate career there. So, like, but the, he's, the seeds that were sowed for him were early in wrestling. I mean, he was just a just a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. So that, that's funny you noticed that because that, that says how much, how, what, what a real, I mean, this guy could, was a real, real grappler. He could really, yeah. really hurt you. Yeah. I mean, at one point, uh, he just, this, this guy trying to handle him. Mm -hmm. and, you know why you would do that to a name on on national television? I'd had no idea. No. But, yeah, Mike. Mike just shut him down in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I you know what? I might get. I want to get on YouTube and find that. Like, yeah, the guy. The guy, what he was? Death Row. That's right? who it was. Death Row. Yeah. Death Row. Okay, boy. How how the fucking gimmicks back then that that. Uh, yeah. Oh, was yeah. it Jim, Jim Hurd? The, the, the Jim Hurd days? The shit that he was trying to do. Oh, the ding-dongs. <laughs> the ding-dongs. The uh, they wanted to turn Flair to Spartacus. Yep. And all this stupid shit. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Hurd, I mean, I love listening to Jim Cornette. I don't know. Do you, are you a fan? Oh, yeah. I listen to Jim all the time. Uh, Jimmy's great. And when he goes off about Jim Hurd, like, there's an episode he did. Well, it was a deep dive, uh, and he just, I mean, he buried that son of a bitch, which rightfully so. Yeah. But. You, you can't, I mean, at least in my experience, you can't have, you you can't bring an outsider into that kind of a business. You just can't. It just no. doesn't work. Y yes. No. I don't know where. What business? I mean, you can run, like you said, you can run any business and be successful, but wrestling, the business end of it is, is about like this, and the quote-unquote business is that. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think heard. Of course, what were they coming? Corporate Turner? They wanted yeah. to get somebody in there and all this stuff. I get it, but wrong guy. Wrong guy. And think about all the talent that they lost to the WWF because of him. Yeah. 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 I mean, Anderson, Blanchard, Flair, Wyndham, all these guys, at, when they were riding high, jumped at, at different, you know, at different times. But, you know, they were all leaving. Rick Rude, uh, all these guys that were 
would have potentially put the NWA not at an equal, but they would have been really competing hard. Mm-hmm. It would have been a different. It would have been a different time. It would have been a different time. That's interesting, man. Joel, I got to tell you something quick. So, Lauren and I were at the at the store earlier. You're not going to believe this. You're just not going to believe it. And it's so appropriate that I have you on here to tell you this and tell people this. So we're standing in line, and this guy keeps looking at me. And this is in Deposit, New York, my hometown. You know, uh, 1,200 people plus, you know, however many cows. Uh-huh. And and I'm standing there in line. We're waiting. This guy keeps looking at me. He goes, he goes, man, he goes, you know, he goes, don't be offended by this. He goes, but I, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe he goes, I know you. He goes, you were a wrestler. And I'm like, I was. Yeah. I said, I was an, I was an indie wrestler. I said, I, I didn't really He goes, Oh no, 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 no. He goes, I followed in. I've been following indie wrestling since the nineties. He goes, I know I've seen you before. And he's like, what did you wrestle under? So I gave him a couple names. And the first one I gave him, he's like, I knew it. I knew it. And I'm like, are you shitting me? He's like, yep, I've seen you before. I know I've seen you. I've seen you wrestle, and I've I've seen you on the internet. And I'm like, in my hometown, Joe. So, of course, Lauren, she's just sitting there like, she's like, oh, boy, here we go. And I'm like, going, I'm like, what? She goes, how much did you pay him to say that? And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, I, I, but it it was sweet because the guy was, was, you know, I was an indie, not popular wrestling on less than regional circuits. But I got around a little bit in my seven years. I, I, you know, I've been here, there, and wherever. But he freaking remembered who I was. Can you imagine that, Joel? Me. You, you don't. Me. Ever, you don't ever get away from it, though. I guess not. Um, if, if he saw you and recognized you, I would. I would. There would be. There would be no disputing. I would. That I could. I would believe a hundred times more than me. But he remembered me. He goes. You know what he said to me? He goes. The eyes don't lie. I'm like, no shit. So he really remembered me. That was kind of cool. That was kind of nice. And of course, you know, she gave me shit about it the whole ride home, but that was <laughs> that just goes without saying. Um, so Joel, you know, I, I and I know that you you're a very um you're a modest man. Um and you're you're very reserved, but Joel, I want to know a little bit. Um uh, we've and we've talked here again at length that hours and hours numerous times you you are very well skilled you are very very i I don't even know what word to put it as but you are very a a very very well trained and knowledge in the martial arts um i don't know how many um degrees of dan or black belt you have but are you comfortable letting us into that world a little bit and, and telling us what you've trained in and what, what you have, because I, I think it's phenomenal. Um, the, the amount of credentials that you have in this and, and not only that, but you're passionate about it, but fill us in a little bit about, about the martial arts side of Joel. I trained in uh, Northern style Kung Fu, uh, Bagua John for uh, a little over 20 years. Holy shit. I earned a third degree in that. Uh, wow. I trained, uh, I trained in Hapkido that whole time. Uh, and the last several years I've been training in uh, Wing Chun, Southern Kung Fu, and uh, American uh, Kempo. No shit. 
Wow. But that, it's I, much, I, uh, go ahead. much more of a mental exercise and physical. I mean, yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to fight with anyone. <laughs> well, no, but <laughs> you, you bring up something important that a lot of people don't understand about martial arts. It's more of, of taming the inside than it is the outside a lot of times, correct? Yeah, it, my oldest son was really into it when he was young. Mm -hmm. Between the Power Rangers and Dragon Ball Z cartoons, he was pretty enamored with, you know, the martial arts. And I and I started doing it with him uh, just to spend time with him. And as he got older, he got away from it. Well, I really enjoyed doing it, so I kept doing it. <laughs> Dad, Dad got with it. Yeah, well, I, I formed some really close friendships with, with the people that I was training with. And uh, well, it, it just kind of went from there. And it, especially after wrestling was over, it gave me this East. Mm -hmm. You're restless when you don't do it no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, Abs absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. It's lifted weights, but it, it just it wasn't enough. I felt like I should be doing... You're used to being so physical. Yeah. And then one day that's gone. Yeah. Not there anymore. Yeah. And and I needed to fill that. And, and it was a harmless enough hobby, so my wife never minded. Kept me out. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll run away with friends. Have fun. <laughs> now, the, I, the Wind Chung, I'm, I'm very interested in, in hearing about because um, that style of martial arts. Um, we've talked about this and joked about Ip Man, but on the real, that is is such a divine martial art, not just in the, the physical forms and exercises of it, but I, honestly, from the ground up, that that's like one of the more solid um, forms forms of, of, of martial art. Am I, am I right? Am I saying this right? Am I putting this together right? Yeah. 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 Um, Wing Chun is pretty unique uh, It's not a lot of big movements I like it because Everything is uh, Close mm -hmm. um, I always appreciated what What my teachers always referred to As the, the shorthand Oh Interesting uh, Things done at a shorter distance Okay Pretty much because I'm old and slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh yeah. I know I know the feeling. I'm I'm very old and slow now. <laughs> but uh and, and like I said, it, and there's uh how do I say it? There's a real science to Wing Chun and, and to the other arts that I study too that I just enjoy. I enjoy the the mental they side. They speak to you almost like when you're when you really in, envelop yourself into it, like you you kind of wait for that inner voice, like I need to be here, and this is I feel good mm -hmm. here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, so uh, upon that, um, you know the martial arts and stuff like that. Do you still get in the ring at all, or is that is that all over with now? No, it's over. That's that's that you don't want to. That's not happening. Okay. 
Um, what do you mean wrestling? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. That's that's. <laughs> when was your last match or the oh, last match that you had? Oh, a couple of years back. Okay. I see five six years ago maybe. Okay. How was that? It was all right. Chris wanted me to come back and, and do a few matches. And I wasn't really satisfied with the way it ended. Okay. I wanted to come back and give it a better ending. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Which unfortunately didn't happen. Mm. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and you know what, Joel? You, you can look at it like this, too. There may be a time down the road where you may not have to physically get in the ring, but there may be an involvement you can do to cap something off. That's always a possibility, too. Yeah, you never know. You never know. I got you never. That I, I didn't. I wasn't as hungry as I was when we were kids. Mm. And then I just felt like I was taking someone else's spot. Right. And I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Right. You you wanted to do the respectful thing and like, you know, th let these guys yeah. come up, give them their time. There's I understand that totally. It out there that wants to be under those bright lights, mm -hmm. you know, and and, des and deserves that spot. So, yeah, I agree with that. I well, agree with that. Trouble, you know, calling it a day. <laughs> Joel, uh, I see you enjoying a beverage there. What are we drinking tonight? Cold water. Oh, we're we're drinking cold water. <laughs> Here I am thinking you got some, you got this 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 IPA stout something, and you're drinking water. <laughs> cold water in my Viking cup. In the Viking, hey, that's a cool cup. I like that. Um, but you're you know, uh, real quick, Viking lore is something you and I have always been interested in. Uh, do, you, do are you still a fan of Norse uh, folklore? Oh yeah, love it. Cool, cool. I uh, I pick on my kids uh, because uh, they're getting older now, and one's getting pretty big. Uh, but he's my like he's like my solemn one. He's like very gentle, and he's very very soft spoken, and he's he wouldn't hurt a flea. But he's 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 thirteen years old. He's like up to here on me. Mm -hmm. And then I got my my younger one who's who's a runt, <laughs> and I could you couldn't contain him if you put him if you locked him in a steel container and put him inside of a truck and then put that inside of a mountain. I mean, this kid is like dynamite. He would just blow it up. <laughs> um, it's, it's so fun, but they both have like the, like one has like the reddish hair and the blue eyes and the other one has the blonde and the blue eyes. And they're kind of built similar to what I, what I turned into when I was younger, I can see it, you know, cause they got, they got the, the makings of, um, muscles and stuff but i pick on them i call them i call them like little norsemen because they're they're like <laughs> it, it, it's funny to see them like that and uh but like i said the, the older one is so gentle like he doesn't even like like you know he, he doesn't like he won't even kill a fly you know mm -hmm. but you know the other one would would you know get in a bulldozer and and, and bulldoze a house over he didn't care but uh yeah i call him my little norseman it's kind of funny and uh, I tell them about, he, they asked me once in a while about wrestling and stuff. And, you know, they've heard stories about you. And I showed them some of the uh, uh, show that you did with us on the wrestling show. They thought it was great. I'm like, wow. He's like, is that guy a real Viking? And I'm like, yeah, he is. I said, he's, he's from the he's from the 1200s. And they're, they're like, really? <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like. So, like for a minute there, they're like, "Is is my is dad telling the truth? Is there is he?" But they were they were enamored by you, man. They were looking at you, they're like, "Oh, this this big guy with a big beard, and he's 
oh, but he's so cool. So I just wanted to share that with you. I thought that was great. Um, but uh, real quick, Joel, what's uh, what's going on here in the future here? What do you what do you as things open up? And you know, everybody's been kind of sitting around, sitting home, thinking about what they want to do. As things get going and we start getting wider and wider, what's one thing that you're looking forward to doing that you haven't been able to do in the past year? Well, when the COVID hit, it shut my Kempo school down. Oh, no. And uh, eh, and I'm pretty tight with my instructor. And uh, his, he's, uh, his wife's a nurse. His wife's in the medical field. Okay. And they've been very standoffish of, of being around people because it's all – Pretty much what she does for a living. She works with a lot of elderly people. And uh, I look forward to him and I getting back together and doing doing some road again. I, cool. I, I train in my house every day. I have a gym here and, you know, in my basement. I, but I look forward to, you know, to actually training with people. <laughs> <laughs> having, a, having something live to toss around. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. But at home by yourself is fine, but. Yeah. Now, do you like to travel at all? Not really. Not really? Uh, we have a cabin. Her her family has a cabin three hours north of here, and I, and I like to go up there, but that, that's about it. Oh, cool. That's fun to get away a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're still down by Jonestown, right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I like that little town. I remember being there with you uh, when I used to come down to visit. I like that little place. Um, that was a good spot. So, uh, like, uh, do you guys camp and stuff, or is that just you know, just go up and visit? And yeah, we go up there and, and spend long weekends. That's fun. That's fun. Do you ever get just you two, just have a weekend getaway, just yourselves? And no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's generally it's us, her <clears throat> family, a bunch of dogs and a bunch of kids, and. Hmm. You know, That's still fun too, though you know. It's a good time. It really is. Yeah, we're uh, we're real secluded. We're seven miles off the nearest blacktop. There's Ooh. no phone reception. There's no electric. Oh, off the grid. That's good shit. So yeah, if you want to get lost, that's the place to go. That's the place to go. What's it? What's the general area of that? If you're up north uh, from you, Santa Mahoning area. Oh, the Mahoning. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, Joel, real quick. What's one thing you do want to do that you haven't done yet? And it could be anything. Go anywhere, see something. I'd like to do a festival. I'd like to. Uh, one of my one of the things that I really like is is heavy music. Mm. In particular, uh, neoclassical uh, metal. Uh, right. Or I guess they call it symphonic metal nowadays. Yeah, they, they they're they're putting labels on it there, but but right. yeah. Um, what what uh what are there any particular bands that you like seeing or you like listening to? I should say. Oh, geez, there's a bunch. Um, I always liked Ingve Malmsteen's music. Um, Ooh, Ingve. Yeah, Nightwish, Epica, um, Dark Moors, another one that I like. Elden King is another one. Wow. I could travel. I'd love to go to Europe somewhere and see a festival like, like walking or metal days. Wow. That, that, that would really be something to see. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't a walk in open air be like, how great would that be to, to visit that and see that? Imagine, you know, 
seeing seeing one of your favorite bands with eighty thousand other metalheads. <laughs> Be, being being among people, your people, wouldn't yeah. that be great? Yeah, like all like minded, all cool. You know, not yeah. hanging around all the you know all the American douchebags that are around. You know, it's just it'd be great. I it would uh, be great. I, I've been I've been lucky enough to see you know, Diamond Head twice, both in small venues. Wow, Diamond Head. Yeah, uh, Saxon, Raven, all in small venues. And that's been great because you get close to the band, you know. Mm -hmm. Met the Diamond Head guys, met the Raven guys, and that was with but I'd like to experience it in a in a in a big setting. Yeah, like a big huge like a thing. Yeah. That's cool, man. I hope you get to do that. I really do. I really do, man. Um, Joel, we're getting to the top of the hour here. Um is there anything you'd like to say to anybody or have any last words, any last points of wisdom, anything you'd like to give everybody out or say yourself? The floor is yours. You tell us what's on your mind. Uh, just, you know, everyone be safe, and I hope this is over soon and the world opens back up and, you know. Give everybody some normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for the kids, man. Especially for the kids. They're they're they've had enough. You this know. Political situation we find ourselves in. I'm ready for that to end too. Boy, so am I. It's just po politics on either side have just gotten over the top ridiculous. It's it's just it's awful. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. Um that to end any time now. Yeah. I agree. I really do agree with that. But uh Joel, listen. I want to thank you for coming on the on my show this time on the A to Z program, and uh, as all the as all the love you've been getting from everybody and from all the uh, messages I've been getting, uh, I, I really appreciate you being on. This has been a fantastic show tonight, man. I really, really, I'm so glad you decided to come join us, and you have to come back and join us again. Promise me you will. Definitely, anytime. Oh, awesome, man. Awesome. So, for Joel Deckert, who I extremely am thankful for joining us tonight. My name is Eric Zant, and you have joined us for the A to Z program, and we will be back next week on regular time, Monday night at 7, 7.30, so please don't miss it. Good night, everybody. And...